Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's October the 1st and on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1968 and we travel to Munich in Bavaria, where one of the most creative theologians of the 20th century, Romano Guardini, died. His pastoral leadership, particularly in the liturgical and youth movements, will play a significant influence on the church in Europe and his legacy of more than 75 books and a hundred articles are massively important for the church and he exercised a profound influence on both of the last two popes Benedict XVI and Pope Francis who have highly praised his work. Benedict recalled that Father Guardini's teaching made a deep impression upon him as a young man because of the theologian's dedication to finding the truth. Guardini's book The Spirit of Liturgy was one of the first books that the then Joseph Ratzinger read as a theology student. It was published during World War I and was a major influence on the liturgical movement in Germany and by extension on the liturgical reforms of the Second Vatican Council. Guardini gave a famous example to why liturgical renewal was needed. A parish priest of the late 19th century once said We must organise the procession better. We must see to it that the praying and the singing is done better. But for Guardini, the parish priest had missed the point of what true liturgical action was. The questions he had asked should have been different. They should have been, how can the act of walking become a religious act? A retinue for the Lord progressing through his land, so that an epiphany may take place. Paul VI offered to make him a cardinal in 1965, but he declined. And Ratzinger's own book, Spirit of the Liturgy, published more than 80 years later, was titled as an homage to Father Guardini. Pope Francis, while still a Jesuit novice, read and reread Guardini's famous book, The Lord, a classic spiritual text made of a series of profound meditations on Jesus' life. It is perhaps the book of his that has made the widest impact, and it's remained in print for decades. And according to the publisher, Henry Regnery, was one of the most successful books I have ever published. In The Lord, Guardini wishes to preserve a correct understanding of Jesus by writing about his life and his person, pointing to certain decisive events in Jesus' life, and recognising specific directions in it. He does not attempt to recount Jesus' life in a chronological or a logical sequence. Pope Francis valued it as spiritual reading. But his doctoral studies were focused on Guardini's book De Gergensatz, On Opposition, which was written from his experience after World War I, where there seemed to be deep division and unresolvable animosities everywhere in Germany. Guardini learned to live in these polarities so that they became fruitful rather than trying to negate the other. Jorge Bergoglio, who became later Pope Francis, travelled to Germany to pursue his doctorate in Frankfurt and then he continued to write it in Cordoba 
in Argentina when he was in a form of internal exile by the Jesuits. And he manifested the fruits of this work in the section of his encyclical Evangelii Gaudium. Francis said that Guardini has taught him to love oppositions and appreciate the creative tensions in opposing views, overcoming them rather than negating them. Guardini was born in 1885 in the northern Italian city of Verona. His family moved a year later to Germany where he spent the rest of his life and as a young man he was always anxious and very scrupulous. After university studies in economics and chemistry he wavered in his faith and his religious crisis culminated in what Pope Benedict described a St. Augustine-like moment, in which a single verse illuminated the rest of his life. Father Guardini later wrote that after a long conversation with a friend, he realised everything would come down to the statement, whoever holds on to his soul will lose it, but whoever gives it away will gain it. From the Gospel of Matthew. He decided that to fully surrender his life, he needed to find some objective authority that would safeguard his gift from his own individual desires. And the only institution that existed was the Catholic Church in her authority and concreteness, according to Guardini. He decided to become a priest, although after his decision to enter the seminary, he continued to be afflicted by depression the depression that he had felt since being a child. He wrote that he even considered taking his own life at one point, and it was only through praying the rosary one afternoon that he found peace in his vocation. Well, Father Guardini wrote that the dark flow of depression has always continued in my life, and more than once it has climbed very high. He also found it necessary to accept it from God, and try to transform it into a good for other people. He was ordained in 1910, and after his ordination he served as an assistant pastor in several cities, before eventually becoming a professor in the philosophy of religion and Catholic worldview in Berlin, and later Munich. According to a former student of Guardini's, Heinz Kuhn, at many of his masses, he particularly felt the presence of Christ in the liturgy and that worshippers were drawn into a world where the sacred became convincingly and literally tangible. With him on the altar, the sacred table became the centre of the universe, he wrote. And in the Mass we found courage to face, to endure, to resist the world in which the forces of evil, Satan and his demons, were running rampant. To encourage a deeper sense of the liturgy, Guardini sometimes said Mass versus Populum, or facing the people, which was very unusual before Vatican II. And he would hand out the day's readings in German so that people could follow along. He thus became very influential in the liturgical renewal movement prior to Vatican II, although eventually he would become dissatisfied with the implementation of the council. 
The recurring major themes of his theology were divine revelation as God's self-disclosure, the church as Christian community, and liturgy as play in God's presence, literature as expression of religious experience, Nazism as negation of personal existence, Jesus Christ as mediator, and finally the Christian acceptance of modernity. His life and thought show the way for Catholicism to move from the defensive stance of the first Vatican Council in the 1870s. See the pod of, of September 30th on the so-called modernist crisis. To the open responsive position of the Second Vatican Council in the 1960s. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Thanks for listening. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at the church in Hungary and the powerful witness of Cardinal Minzenti. This month we have surpassed 10,000 downloads. So thank you to listeners from all over the world for your interest and your continued interest in these podcasts. And today I'd like to give a special thank you to our listeners in Ashburn, Virginia. Our archives can be found at www.pogp.net And if you have time, please subscribe and share the podcast with friends. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for today's music and have a lovely day wherever you are. And thanks for listening. <laughs>